You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Happy Memorial Day weekend and uh, good afternoon and welcome to a brand new episode of the Co-op Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Richard Billy Jr. And today I'm joined by Mr. Gary Acewaby. How's it going, Gary? Yep. And to all my UK people, happy bank holiday weekend. Uh, yeah, good to be back. Uh, good to know that I have the day off tomorrow so I can try and catch up on some stuff. But um, yeah, how you doing, Rich? doing pretty good uh i am also glad that i have a day off tomorrow so i can hopefully play some detroit but uh yeah, everything is good just getting ready for e3 at this moment in time so looking forward to that uh we're also joined by miss dana abercrombie how's it going dana hi everybody happy memorial day absolutely so uh, we will not be joined uh, by Mr. Lugo and Mr. Max Muller today because they have some other things going on. Uh, they will be back, though, because, you know, next week we are going to be having a pre-E3 show, so they may show up for that. Uh, and then, of course, the week after that, when E3 actually begins, you know, we, you know, Mr. JJ, myself, and Max will actually be on location in Los Angeles, so we'll have some type of show it may not be uh, on the co-op per se, but we will keep you guys notified as to how we handle that whole situation. But uh, don't worry, they will be back soon. So as for this week's topics, there was a lot of things that uh, happened, a couple of big news stories here or there. So we'll get into all of that. But before we do any of that, we're going to let you all know what we have been playing. So uh, Dana, how about you start first and let us know what you have been playing? Detroit become human uh yeah detroit become human basically i've been obsessed with that game since they announced it um so far i'm gonna have to say that it's gorgeous it's a really really beautiful game and it's starting to it reminds me of heavy rain so so far i'm enjoying it very much um the dialogue is great i just love i'm gonna say this though i think that they did a wonderful job so far i'm not done with the game even though the story is unoriginal it's the same you know the robots will rise and take over the world and what about us poor humans even though the story is something that we've seen fifteen thousand times i feel that they did a really good job at just making it more more humanistic i think they did a great job with the gameplay how it looks is very beautiful granted it's not like a hundred hours of, of gaming i think it's only around 10 i would have liked it if they stretched it out some more i don't like when games are really short but at the same time that shortness gets it right to the point but i like the fact that there are different paths and decisions that you can take and and i like that idea so it's very interactive i'm loving as i said before the graphics are really great i like the acting the voice acting that they did was really great and even like you know because it's more than just voice acting 
the whole, you know, they get down and it's like basically regular acting. They captured it. So for me, I think that they captured the emotions, you know, the script is all right, the gameplay is wonderful and and the graphics. So I'm I'm enjoying it. I like what they did. I'm I'm pleased. It's not God of War in no shape or form. Will I will it ever reach that level? But for me, it's a decent game to play in between God of War and Spider-Man. It sounds good to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I also picked up the game, so I haven't had a chance to play it. I have just installed it on my PlayStation 4. So I, after we record today's show, I absolutely am going to, to jump into it. But uh, I will say um, very glad to hear that uh, it's it's pretty much been receiving some great reviews. I know that uh, Tatiana reviewed it for us, so I would like to give a shout out to her. And I believe that Tony also reviewed it on geek.com. So both excellent reviews. If you haven't checked them out, I would highly recommend you do that because that was what sold me on the game. I mean, I already was interested in the game, but uh, once I, you know, know the people that I've actually know that have actually played it and, re- and reviewed it, then that's another perspective to go off of. So I'm definitely looking forward to trying it out later today. And also, if I could just throw in there, like the characters are really interesting. So it's not everything is not one dimensional. They made these three dimensionals, three dimensional characters. Um, You can also kill them, which is like, what? So it's like real consequences to things. So I really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah, that that actually is one aspect that I really, really like about this game and in games in general that that do that type of stuff where the decisions will actually matter and have consequences so that sounds awesome i cannot wait to play it that's for certain (laughs) all right gary uh what have you been playing uh yeah so not too much i definitely didn't get to play detroit unfortunately but um yeah, I've been playing Overwatch, of course, and uh, the the new anniversary is out. It's officially been two years since the game came out, and I've been playing it for two years too, which is pretty crazy. But yeah, um, the Overwatch anniversary is out, and basically there's a bunch of new skins, and they're letting you unlock all of the skins that are tied to like the other events that have come out that are usually like a limited time for you to unlock it. So you can unlock literally everything in the game at this point uh, with this event so um yeah if you have overwatch then now is a good time to play it i think they have a sale on too so you can probably get it for a bit cheaper so yeah that's overwatch and uh also i've been playing god of war and i i believe i'm nearing the end now but i am at the point where i'm just like i, I just want this to end just because it feels like i've been playing for so long but at the same time it's good like it's 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 still a really good game um and i i do enjoy it when i do play it and everything sometimes the puzzles get a bit annoying especially like if i'm playing after work when i'm already tired i'm like i don't want to play puzzles i just want to beat people up but um you know i got to spend some time with it today and you know i i I was more rested so i didn't mind the puzzles and stuff like that so much and I, i made a lot of progress today and i'm hoping i'm near the end it seems like the story's really picked up a lot, and uh, yeah, that Atreus—he's a—he's a little troublemaker at times. I have to say that, but um, but yeah, great game. Can't wait to be it, and that's pretty much all I've been playing. Sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, 
As for what I have been playing, uh, I unfortunately haven't had a chance to play anything. Uh, this past week, uh, had a very, very busy work schedule. So, um, that in addition to the fact that I'm now preparing for E3, a lot of emails, a lot of scheduling appointments, a lot of setting things up for what, what we're going to do at this year's show. So I haven't really had time to play much of anything. Uh, as I previously mentioned, I did pick up Detroit. So that is pretty much ready for me to play. And I do intend to play that later today. I still need to finish God of War as well, because I want to try to finish both of those games before I go to E3. But um, we'll see what happens with my schedule. But um, there's a, quite a bit of things coming out. So, I mean, I definitely want to get these done before I jump into some of these other games. But unfortunately, didn't really get to play anything this week. Next week, however, I, I'm 100% certain I will have something to say because by then I will have played some Detroit. Maybe I will have finished God of War. It all depends because I don't really know how far in the game I am at this moment in time. Still have a lot to do. I just feel that way, but uh, we'll see what happens this week. But um, that concludes what we have been playing for this week. So uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into the topics um, there was a couple of things that happened that were pretty major. Other things, little small stories here and there. We'll get into that stuff a little bit later. But starting off with the first topic, and, and, I, and I, I know that this is a topic that a lot of people, they always love to hear this information. Uh, so we're going to dive into this one. And that is, of course, that we finally got the April NPD numbers. Um, so I'm going to go over this list as well as talking about you know, I'm going to just start at the, uh, we'll go with the top 10 games, top 10 software games for uh, April 2018. So at number 10, we had NBA 2K18. Number nine, we had Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, number eight, Call of Duty World War II. Uh, number seven, Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, number six, uh, Mario Kart 8. Number five was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Uh, number four, we had the Labo Variety Kit. Very interesting at that number. Uh, number three, we had MLB 18, the show. Number two, we have Far Cry 5. And the number one game uh, for April is God of War. So I wanted to ask uh, both of you what, what your thoughts are on the games that made it onto this list. Uh, whether or not you're surprised that God of War is the number one game on the list, I personally am not, but, uh, just wanted to get your overall thoughts on this. And, uh, Dana, how about you go first and let us know what you think about the games that appeared on this list? Five billion. Million. <laughs> five million. Yeah, five million copies. I said billion. I'm sorry. In my heart, it's built. But five million. I am not surprised by that number at all because, you know, this is a game that, through the power of good word, you know, it spread like wildfire. Also, the reviews were amazing. And, you know, they've been having just really, really great numbers. So I'm not surprised they got a war at all. I'm not surprised about the MLB show, the 18, the show, because, you know, it's baseball season. I am really surprised about the Labo variety kit. I didn't expect that to really be that high up in the numbers. Maybe later on around... um black friday maybe that also i'm really shocked to see donkey kong country tropical freeze that kind of came back out of nowhere um but good for them also i'm a little bit shocked what all of a sudden happened to 
WWE 2K18. You know, come on now. You guys have to start buying that up again. I'm not sure what happened over there. Also, um, Players Unknown Battleground, that's out of the top 10. So I'm a little bit surprised about that. But other than that, it can be expected. You know, you guys love Mario Kart. Mario Kart is just one of those series that was never going to die. Grand Theft Auto, again, one of those series is not going to die. And I think that the Call of Duty World War II is because that they made the announcement with, um, I forgot which one, the new Call of Duty game that they announced. Black, Black Ops 4. Black Ops 4. Pants, but because of that, you know, everybody's running back to play their Call of Duty, so I'm not surprised by those numbers. But you know, Donkey Kong for me just came out of nowhere, and Labo, what power to the cardboard that's all I have to say about that. And Monster I, World should be a bit higher, that's all. Oh, yeah, no, well, I th- those are great thoughts all around. Uh, I, I think that, uh, obviously, I, I think, uh, you know, the Nintendo Switch is still. A very very popular item and this donkey kong game this initially it wasn't on switch you know so when they decided to bring it to switch i knew it was going to sell well i didn't think it was going to sell as high as you know yeah. uh, you know but yeah still sold well that's a lot of well i didn't expect for it to be that high <laughs> i mean that's a, that's high yeah consider so, not out players underground come on now so so, so you know that 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 pretty much tells me that uh, I think you're going to start seeing you know anytime there's a Nintendo Switch game that comes out, uh, it, it it's it's going to probably pick up a lot of sales, especially if it's a game like this. You know, Mario Kart's still on there. Again, this shows people are still picking up these games and they're enjoying the Switch. So that's great for Nintendo. Um, as for Labo, um, I'm going to go with my theory that perhaps there are a lot of people that got high on April 20th and they decided I'm going to go out and, and get some cardboard because uh, that's when it came out. So um, I don't know. But listen, it's a great, great for kids. It's a great, great. Uh, I guess it's a great item for kids. I don't really think it's anything that I would be into playing personally, but uh, I cannot knock Nintendo for actually having success with their product. I just am surprised that it was so high on the list. Um, but it is what it is. And also, really quickly, I think that the World Cup starts in June, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So I definitely will expect for um, FIFA, which dropped all the way down to, I don't know, 8 to 20. I expect that to be in probably the top five spot come June. That's a I, prediction. Don't, don't they have a um, World Cup patch for it or something? That, 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 that's what I was just about to say. You, you were right on the money with that guest, Dana, because when I looked at Best Buy yesterday, they actually have FIFA on sale now because, and, and it mentions because of the update coming, that's why they have it on sale. So people will pick it up and get the update, then they will be, will be able to play that. So that is a right on the money guess. Yeah. So very, yeah, very, 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 very smart, very, very, very smart decision for EA to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's like a big thing. So, and it's a big tour. So good for them. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Gary, uh, what are your thoughts on the games that that uh, charted on the NPD for for April? Yeah, uh, I'm just very surprised by the the, the Nintendo Labo. You know, um, I guess Nintendo's saving the world. You know, they're they're repurposing cardboard and you know making it useful and stuff. 
Um, and like you said, I don't know, maybe maybe there was a lot of high parents that day, so they were they were just like, okay, I'm I'm gonna spend all my money on the children. I don't care. I'm high. You know, maybe that was the case. I don't know, but yeah, um, Nintendo Labo is is a success. It seems so. That's good. Um, everything else seems like that. There's it doesn't seem like anything too out of the ordinary besides Labo. Um, of course, God of War, you know, definitely deserves to be number one. It's a, it's definitely a quality title. Um, the, the story's good and everything, uh, and I like the, the, the. Although I haven't finished yet, I'm liking the journey of you know the characters, Kratos and his son, and everything. So uh, definitely a great game. It deserves to be number one. I am slightly surprised Far Cry Five is number two. Um, you know, I would expect one of these other games to be above it, but. Um, that's good for Ubisoft as well, I guess. So, yeah. Um, well, I, I do have a comment to make on what you just said. Uh, I, I I'm not too surprised about Far Cry because it did come out at the end of March. Um, so if people didn't pick it up that week, more than likely they waited until the reviews and then they picked up the game. And that's probably why it's still high. Now, Now for the next couple months, I, I don't expect that number to stay in the top five. Uh, I know that they're going to be releasing another update soon for the DLC. So that's uh, it, it, it could still be on the top ten, but I don't expect it to be as high as it is on, you know, for next month. But, I mean, I could be wrong. But I think that's why that's, that's where it's at right now. Because, I mean, it did come out at the tail end of that month. So people probably still picking up the game uh, a week after that. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I, I didn't remember when it released. I, I thought it actually released earlier than that. So yeah, you're probably right right on the money with that. Um, oh yeah, that's probably yeah. the reason. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it, 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 it was it was supposed to release uh, in February, but you know, then Ubisoft delayed it till the end of March. So that was that was why that that, that that's why that uh, came out the way it did. But. Uh, I mean, hey, good for Ubisoft. I mean, I enjoyed the game. I did review it. I mean, and I'm not saying it's a perfect game. It had some issues in the game, but uh, I, I love Far Cry games in general, so I wasn't really disappointed with that aspect of it. But yeah, other things, you know, maybe not quite as good as it, as it should have been, but totally fine with it. Yeah. Um, one other comment I will make, uh, like you said, you made a very good point. I think God of War absolutely 100% deserved to be number one. Um, and this makes me very curious to see what is going to happen in September because we know Spider-Man will be out. We know uh, Tomb Raider will be out. Uh, I expect Spider-Man to be number one also when that for that month. But uh, I'm just very curious to see uh, what's going to happen with all these other games. You know, Detroit came out uh, this past Friday. I'm wondering where that's going to be at on the chart next month. Um, but Sony's doing very good with their their title, so you know they're selling. Um, but God of War definitely deserved to be number one. I have no 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 doubt about that. That 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 has to be number one. I'm glad. And yes, the reviews, the positive word of mouth, that definitely influenced. But also, I think the game sold itself as well because a lot of people we, we saw the footage at E3. We saw the footage. You know, anytime Sony had a show and the game looked fantastic, you know, we still had questions about what the hell was going on in the game, but. Pretty much the end result, it came out uh, even better than I and I personally expected. So I give Sony props on that. So, yeah, and like this kind of um, opened up like 
a debate I well not a debate it was like more a discussion I had with uh you know it was on Twitter with um Mr. Tony Polanco and Torrance Davis and Blackstar um so like uh, I guess someone brought up when Phil Spencer said that you know this the story driven focuses on you know they they aren't uh they don't have long-term value and that's why they want to focus on you know the experience the multiplayer experiences that they can continue to adapt and update uh because you know that they i guess his point was that that would uh bring more attention in the long term but you know god of war is basically proving him wrong or that's what you know that's what people are saying right now like the the fact that god of war is selling so well and that uh, a lot of sony's titles have done well you know they, they've been successful this generation is kind of proving phil spencer's statements last year wrong so like what do you guys think about that like uh was phil spencer did did he have it wrong when he first made those statements Uh, I do have something to say on it, but uh, let's go to Dana first. Dana, what what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, he had it wrong. He doesn't really know anything. He, he has a lot of things wrong. But yeah, no, it's everything wow. he said. It, I'm sorry, but no, <clears throat> with instance, yeah, he has it wrong. So clearly, he said a lot of things that were a mistake. He said things about the Xbox One, but yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead, Rich. I'll say what I'm going to say after. Yeah, I, I just was going to say. Um, I think uh, in this particular situation, you know, uh, he definitely had to be proven wrong on on this because Microsoft hasn't had a good. They haven't. They haven't had a good generation in terms of when they put a game out. They're expecting it to sell very well. And we just haven't seen that. Now, Gears of War 4 did okay numbers, but still... We'll say what? Forgettable. Well, that's what I say. It did okay numbers, but it's still not at the quality that it needed to be for a Gears of War title in terms of sales. So, obviously, I think he would say that. And he wasn't really... I mean, we could criticize Phil Spencer, but he wasn't really the only one that said this. There's a couple other developers that also said, oh, the single-player games is not where the money is at. I believe EA also said the same thing. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people have to be proven wrong. I mean, it depends on the title being made. Uh, and, and, and you have to take that into consideration. And maybe now they will take that into consideration. I know Microsoft definitely wants to make more quality first party titles so they have to take this into consideration not always making a service-based game but single player experiences as well so i'm curious to see how all of this stuff impacts them you know obviously like i said they've taken a lot of hits this generation um and we can also say that last generation when 360 was doing well playstation took some hits and you see how playstation bounced back with this generation so I'm very curious to see what happens when we get to next generation, where Microsoft is at. I definitely expect them to bounce back on some things, but it, it, it all depends. We have to see how they handle that. But, you know, just to answer your question, though, Gary, yeah, I think Phil absolutely was wrong about what he said. But again, I'm not going to say he was the only one that said that because multiple people said the single player thing isn't isn't uh, isn't something that that sells. You've also had a lot of 
developers that work on games as well as people on teams that have the same philosophy that the single player experiences don't typically sell well. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. But again, God of War, we already knew that this game was going to be a highly anticipated game, was going to be a big deal. Um, we knew that ahead of time because we saw it, you know, in the different reveal events, we saw how the game was turning out. Knowing that this is a PlayStation exclusive, yeah. So we'll see what happens. But uh, go ahead, Gary. Continue what you was uh, going to say. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And um, I think, like, I guess I kind of, sort of understand what Phil Spencer was trying to say. I think he he didn't like it was a poor choice of words. I I, I don't think he expressed it the right way. But basically, he he was alluding to the fact that he wanted to focus on building long-term experiences i don't think he should have used like you know sony and uh, single player games as an example like he should have just said i want to do you know xyz he shouldn't have brought that whole other uh, storyline factor into it because then it, it wouldn't look as bad but um as as for him saying that though he still hasn't even delivered on what he said he wanted to do in the first place so that's that makes it look extra bad because he hasn't even been able to put out you know a good we thought sea of thieves was going to be that we saw we we thought sea of thieves was going to be that that epic online experience that you know they continue to update and build upon and you know it's going to keep people engaged for a long period of time but nope that game didn't do that at all um and it i i hear it was pretty shallow so he still hasn't even delivered on that that idea that he spoke about so that makes it look even worse. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess we all keep a close eye on Mr. Phil Spencer this E3. Yeah, I yeah I I agree with everything you say. I I, I will I will just say this. Um, E3 is going to be very interesting for Microsoft for many reasons, but it's specifically because they kept saying. I really feel like they are purposely saving a lot of information, a lot of stuff for this particular show that we're going to get here in about two weeks now so we'll see what they have to show us at e3 and then of course you know i will be able to have more to say on microsoft because i am going to an xbox event the day after the um the conference so uh i will have a hell of a lot to say on xbox once i actually see not only the conference but also what are the other games are and if i get a chance to play some of them as well be able to talk about that and give you all an overview of how things are looking but as for what you said about sea of thieves yeah sea of thieves i still haven't played the game um state of decay 2 my brother picked up the game has been trying to get me to play it and then our very good friend david jagno also picked up the game i haven't picked it up yet but i did see it has had mixed reviews um i will get a chance to play it at some point in time but uh I just think at this point in time, they those two games, it's fine. You know, I wasn't expecting anything massive from those two games, but I am very curious to see what they have at that conference, what they talk about. Of course, you know, Crackdown still to come. That is a game that I believe uh, Dana is looking forward to. So uh, maybe that maybe that'll turn out good. <laughs> so no one played State of Decay two, right? I, I, I haven't played it yet. Uh, I, I I will play it at some point in time because my yeah my brother has it David has it they have been telling me every day you need to get this game and of course our very good friend Edward has it as well so I have to play it at some point in time. 
But and no, Dana, Dana, you didn't play it. The State of Decay. Yeah. Um. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Like it is. No, like yay for those who love it. It's just, you know, it's not something that really I care about. But I will say this, like good for them because they had over one million players in the first two games. I mean days. So good for them. I just really don't care that much about it. But there's a little something. So Microsoft is slowly doing something good. They can pull in one million people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I do know that the State of Decay sales numbers did start to come out, so the game has been selling well uh, on the system. So yeah, that. Like I said, I just needed to try it. The only thing I heard about the game is it feel it's pretty much just like the, the last game, a lot of bugs, technical issues, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, outside of that, uh, it's a few other things. But I just haven't had a chance to play it. I will try it at some point in time though, because I have a lot of people that have asked me. When am I getting this game? And I'm tired of them asking me when I'm getting the game. So I'll try it sooner or later. <laughs> but here's my thing that I think would just work out really great. If we stop having Phil Spencer talk. If he just stopped saying things and predicting things, why don't you just show it? Show us the games you have. Don't worry about the software. Remember there was one E3 where all they talked about was just the software. And that was a disaster. So just talk about games. Don't predict what your sales are going to be. Even during the presentation, this is going to be the best game you ever played. Don't do any of that. Just show games. And when you do that, the fans will come and they will judge for themselves whether or not the game is good. So that's all I want. And to get Phil Spencer far away from the microphone. Oh yeah, no, I I definitely agree. Uh, I and, and the thing is, I mean, I don't think I don't think we're going to have to worry about that at E3. I know they appointed another guy. Uh, I know his last name is Booty. I don't know what his first name is. I forgot that. You know, while that name is funny, you know, this is the guy that is you know being perceived to be the one that's going to be talking about the stuff at the actual show. So we may not have to worry about Phil saying anything, much of anything at all. But I, I mean, we'll have to wait and see about that. But yeah, they have someone else now that is supposed to be doing that. So we'll see if that actually is the way that they approach it uh, in, at the show in, the, in a couple of weeks. But um, we'll see. So uh, any final thoughts before we move on to uh, the next topic? I'm good. Okay, so... Now I'm going to pass the mic over to Dana because I believe that she has a couple of uh, news stories to get into. So, Dana, the floor is yours. Yay, the floor is mine. Um, <laughs> um, real quick, anyone who watches The Expanse, it was uncanceled. Amazon has picked up the show for the fourth season after Sci-Fi canceled it. Um, we're getting the live action Kim Possible movie movie, and they just cast Allison Hannigan. Remember, she was Willow from um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She is going to play the role of brain surgeon Dr. Anne Possible, who is basically Mom Possible. So congratulations to her. Uh, Logan director James Mangold will write and direct the standalone Boba Fett movie. 
So we just finished off the Han Solo to do lukewarm reviews. And now we're getting Boba Fett. Also, we're getting um, more standalone movies. So be prepared for that because I know you guys are excited for more Star Wars. Um, also, with Boba Fett, they haven't done any ca- any casting yet. But they, they're saying that they're very excited for it. And that, you know, he was also one of the young boys in Star Wars Episode 2. If anyone remembers that catastrophe. So, yay for that. Also, we're going to get the um, the Mulan movie. They cast... Remember in Mean Girls, there was the the Indian guy. He is now going to be one of the... This is a new character from Mulan. So, we're going to get that soon. Mulan live action movie. It's said to be very good. People are very excited for it. Even though they, they are cutting some of the songs. Especially, I'll Make a Man Out of You. So... People are upset about that, but boohoo! Star Wars has not sold very well. It's many people are not buying tickets. Three day total so far is eighty three point three million dollars. The four day is one hundred and one million. They already predicted that it was going to be one hundred and thirty million. As you can tell, that they didn't reach that at all. So. Disney, you know, they're sad about it, but they're moving on with life. It's not going to be a big deal. A CBS has canceled Code Black, if anyone cares. It was a show that ran for three seasons, so now it's no more. Martin uh, Morgan Freeman has been accused of sexual harassment by eight different women. He put out a statement saying that he is devastated. That is 80 years of his life is now at risk for just basically rumors and that he is denying everything. He wants to be clear. He did not create an unsafe work environment and that he did not assault any women. He didn't offer employment or advancements in exchange for any type of sexual activities. So he was very upset that people are now claiming this and he's like 80 years old. Um, People are very outraged over the cancellation of Lucifer because of the outrage, Fox has announced they're still canceled, but they will put out two more shows so that will air on Monday. So you'll get two more episodes, but that's just about it. Also, The Chew has been canceled. It ran on ABC for seven years, not because anyone was watching. I mean, people were watching. People were really excited for it. It was great. It was like one of those cooking shows, but because... Mario Batali has been accused of sexually assaulting and raping several women that they decided to just cancel the whole show. Many people are angry and upset about that. Also, they have canceled Scorpion after four seasons. So that's also what happened. And they finally arrested Harvey Weinstein and charged him with sexual assault on multiple accounts. So that's basically what's been happening this week. It's been pretty quiet other than the Fox deal that we ran through before and the whole ESPN deal. So that's all that's been happening. Sounds good. Yes. Thank you for those new stories. Now, I, there is a comment that I want to make, though, uh, very quickly. Uh, I actually saw Solo yesterday. Uh, so I, I just want to I'm not going to get into any spoiler territory for those that actually want to see the movie. I just want to describe a few things about my experience when I went to go see it. Now, first and foremost, 
Uh, it was very easy to get a seat. There were hardly anybody, hardly anybody went to go see that movie. And, you know, Memorial Day weekend, I figure oh, a lot of people will be at this theater. I have to get there early to see the movie. I didn't have to worry about any of that. So that was a little concerning. Uh, as I started to watch the movie, uh, I know I've heard multiple times about the reshoots that they kept having for this movie. And the thing is, I could tell the way I was watching the movie, some of the pacing, some of the quick cuts to other things happening in the story. I could say, okay, maybe some of that stuff was where they actually reshot something. I know, for example, the villain, you know, I believe Michael K. Williams from The Wire was supposed to play the villain and he couldn't do the reshoot. So instead, they got Vision from the Avengers to play the villain. Uh, that was very interesting casting. But um, the movie overall, I didn't think it was a horrible movie. I mean, it's it was basically meant to be a fun movie. There's a lot of jokes, a lot of humor in the movie, um, even though there was some serious stuff that happened as well. Uh, Donald Glover's performance as uh, Lando. I mean, to me, it felt like Donald Glover just played himself, dressed up as Lando. And I was fine with that. That's fine. But... um. Just to know now that the it's not doing well at the box office, yeah, I, I think um, it's unfortunate for Disney, but I think that when they have this focus on continuously doing as much with this license as possible, I think they have to anticipate some of these movies are just not going to do as well. But I think all the news that came out about the reshoots and stuff, that also put it in a bad light right there because it actually made people worried about the quality of the film itself. Um. And I did see a couple of tweets that some of the cast sent out. Like we had uh, the actress that, uh, you know, is on Game of Thrones. It's in the movie. She was saying that Ron Howard saved the film. Um, well, I don't know what the uh, original version was or how it looked. But uh, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just think uh, it was okay. I mean, I know that they were saying that they may be doing another sequel. But that, of course, that depends on if this one does well. Which it doesn't sound like it's going to do too well from the box office numbers because the budget for the movie was 250 million. So to know that they maybe only crack only a little bit over a hundred million by, by the time everything is said and done for the Memorial day weekend, that is not good at all for Disney, but, uh, Hey, they made money in other things. So, you know, billion dollars, black Panther, billion dollars in, uh, Avengers. So maybe they ain't worried about that but yeah they, they definitely need to think about some of the stories that they want to actually put in the star wars uh universe i would say but we'll see what happens <laughs> well even overseas it bombed bombed with only uh 65 million it made so it's just not doing very well for them you're right and and, and you know I, I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to to gary uh ramis and carl because they said, when I asked them, are y'all going to see Han Solo? They said, hell no, we ain't going to see that trash. So I'll blame them for that also. But I just want <laughs> because I would have thought automatically, like with Donald Glover, like I can understand the guy who's playing Han. Nobody was really interested in him. But yeah. the guy, but Donald Glover, I would have thought they would have put someone, you know, on their radar. People would at least reluctantly, but still went to go see it. But like, no one's even interested in that. You're right. It's just, yeah, that was just a bit surprising, especially since Fox is doing, not Fox, Disney is doing so well. Remember, they're buying up all the properties and we're getting that huge deal soon coming out with, um, what is it, um, um, Sony? Fox. We're Fox, yes, yeah, so it's Fox, sorry. So, you know, we're getting Fantastic Four soon. 
<laughs> I just don't understand what happened. I hope that they they make better movies. And I don't know many people who's interested in the Boba Fett. Like, is people clamoring for Boba Fett? Well, that that movie, I you know, I have no idea. Hey, that that movie might might do well than than the Han Solo movie. You know, I, I was talking to a friend earlier, and they asked a, a question. Uh, so I'm gonna ask you guys this question: Do you think do you think that they should do a Yoda movie? No. Oh. Ah, well, there you go. That's, that's what yeah. I was. Because like, like me and Miguel were just having this conversation in the chat, and they're they're oversaturating the series now. Because part of the appeal of Star Wars before was like there used to be so much time between you know each trilogy kind of thing. Like there was decades between you know the original episodes and the prequel episodes. And that allowed people to like, you know, it, it created a mystique and, you know, people could debate about the series and talk about it for long periods of time and, you know, just kind of fill in the blanks themselves, you know, talk theories and, you know, what they think about, you know, the characters and everything like that. Like it was a very special sacred thing. So like now that they're trying to pump out a Star Wars movie every year, it's like it's getting too much now like we have nothing to really discuss or debate because it's just like too much like you know and and it's not as it's not of the same quality as what it used to be as well so that's the big problem here and i don't think they're going to fix that by just saying okay well we're going to do a yoda movie or we're going to do a boba fett movie you know so i think if they just need to take a break i i think what disney wanted was this to be like their um their other marvel universe kind of thing like they want because with the marvel movies they've consistently done well you know even you know there's been not so great ones but like you know they still sell a, a decent amount and you know the the target market always supports those films and i guess they they feel like it's going to be the same with star wars but if you're if the quality isn't the same as what you know those original movies was then people aren't going to care anymore and they're not going to keep going to see it so well well, well now you, you said something that, that i now i have to ask the question and, and i apologize if i am going to be taking shots but it, this is you know everything is here out on the table it's an open discussion so i know you said the quality of these films are not where they need to be at would you still say that you would prefer seeing these films over the DC universe films or, 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 or no, oh, yeah. Think yeah, by far. Yeah. <laughs> by far. I liked rogues, uh, rogue one. Yeah. And I like Jedi. Even the problem that I think with people is that they keep expecting that these movies are going to be like the originals and they're not. So it's just disappointing. All of you know, they're coming in being disappointed. So therefore, no one wants to watch the movies. If you let go of the past and realize that they're trying to do something new, you are probably might be a bit more happier with what they're presenting. Yeah, that's possible. That's very, 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 very possible. But I don't know. Uh, We'll see what they have in terms of these other movies that they have planned. Obviously, they need to finish uh, the saga with uh, the last Star Wars movie. You know, we'll get that next year, I believe, around this time, unless they changed from May to December. Um, we'll see. Not so. Oh, okay, okay. So and yeah, so yeah, it's 
it, it, they they, ha they haven't given a a release date for uh the boba fett movie they just announced this in production right just announced that you know they're going to move forward with boba fett because you know they're happy with what they're seeing okay but this so that it bombed <laughs> this they announced this like right before the disappointing numbers came out uh oh well hey hopefully they can figure it out we'll see what happens but uh <laughs> yeah. We'll see. And so, also, uh, if any know, Fox bought um, the rights to SmackDown, and NBC Universal still has Raw. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so people who uh, have Fox, if they want to watch wrestling, they'll be able to do that next year. So, yep, October two thousand eighteen. Ah, that's very scary. You know, that could be a good and a bad thing. <laughs> I, well, I think it's a win-win either way. Because, look, it's been wrestling has been sucking. So they'll finally cancel it if it continues to suck. But if it actually improves because they have to give up, you know, have better numbers, then the fans still win. So it's a win-win for us. I agree. I agree. My hope is that this spawns a new attitude era where they can, you know, be a bit more risky with the content. No, 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 no. I can tell you right now, uh, I would love for that to happen again. Uh, I just don't think it's, that's ever going to happen because uh, they got they got to worry about the kiddies now. It's all about the kids. You know, you can't be cussing on TV. Then you have the kid go to school the next day, cuss out his teacher. They can't do They can't they can't afford all that to happen. Um, Those were the days. But we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I hope the quality improves. But uh, don't worry. If it doesn't, we will definitely complain about it all over WrestleCast. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. <laughs> but uh, any other thoughts before we move on to uh, the next topic? No. Yeah, I'm good. All right. So uh, this next topic is... Uh, Apparently, it has led to, to a, a massive debate online over the last couple of days. Uh, pretty much on the 23rd, uh, EA finally had a reveal trailer and a whole bunch of information regarding Battlefield 5. Uh, it's currently slated to come out on October 19th, which is a week after Black Ops 4 comes out um, here, you know, worldwide. But the issue with Battlefield 5 is, uh, you know, they, they announced, you know, it takes place in World War II. It's going to be the same formatted, uh, the same story format with the individual little stories that they had in the last Battlefield game, which I think is a very good approach to take. Uh, but it is going to have a focus on a female protagonist. And, you know, the reason why that was a complaint with some people is because they wanted to complain about the fact that uh, it doesn't seem realistic, which I don't really understand. You know, you had uh, some things in the trailer that people question, you know, well, that's not how things were during that time period, which I find interesting that they would, would come out and say that they've done all this research to conclude this is a reason to complain about it. But before we get into that, I first want to ask the both of you, what did you think of the Battlefield 5 reveal? Uh, were you impressed? Uh, do you think this is a game that you'll be picking up, or are you tired of Battlefield and you just want to move on and play something different? So, I'm going to go to you first, Dana. What were your thoughts on Battlefield Five? It wasn't bad company 
So I like mentally zoned out. I'm so tired of battlefield, and then we keep doing World War II 15,000 times. Can we please move on to another war? Just create a war. Um, no. It's, I feel nothing for this. It just looks the same. And the whole thing with the women, inclusion, and here's the thing. Dear dum-dums, women have been in military since the American Revolution, but it was World War II where they... It was the first time that they served in the United States military in official capacity. So dum-dums who haven't picked up a history book or probably can't read, please learn a little piece of history before you start shooting off at the mouth saying, oh my God, there's women in here. It's not realistic. It was very realistic. Um, also, my thing is, I think that it's used now, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with there being women in here, but I think it's used as a gimmick to sell the same game that we've been getting for years. So, overall, I feel nothing for this. Give me my bad company and I will be happy. But this is just the rehashing of other games, but now with women. That's a very, that is a very, very good point. Yeah, I, I, I have to say I agree with that. Um... I want to give oh, a shout out. Well, go ahead. I don't give a fart about zombies. I want to fight zombies. <laughs> well, well, hey, it's uh, it's the, they want to try to do all this stuff. We'll see. Uh, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Fergus Mills in the chat. He mentioned something that I was going to mention, but you know, he mentioned it again. Uh, another one of the positives of this game, in my personal opinion, is that there will not be a season pass whatsoever. Now, compared to this to Call of Duty, and full disclosure, I have not played Black Ops 4 yet, so I don't really know. I can't really say that I know much about that game other than what we saw at the real reveal event. But I can tell you right now, in my personal opinion, if if I had to buy one uh, shooter this upcoming holiday season that I think I'll get more value for my money hands down is Battlefield because there's a campaign, there's multiplayer, and then all the additional content is going to be free of charge. So I think that is good at the very least. But um, yeah, I just wanted to make, make, make mention of that. Now, Gary, uh, I know that you are a Battlefield fan. Wait, hold on, Danny. You was going to say something else? I want to say that it should be free because it's the same darn game we've been getting. <laughs> ah, well, yeah. Uh, Gary, you, you want to say something about this because you've always been a Battlefield fan, so I'm very curious to hear what you think about this new direction and uh, whether or not you have an issue with, with the actual new new direction. Yeah, um, I don't have an issue with it, and I, I don't, I don't, like, I'm just waiting to see, like, multiplayer and stuff. I feel like we haven't seen enough, but as for, you know, having the female character, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, you know, um, like Dana said, females did serve in World War Two, And, you know, even if they wasn't like, you know, on front lines or anything like that, like Dana also said, uh, the whole World War Two is played out in video games. Like we've seen so many World War Two games. So like they should be trying something new. They should be doing, you know, new things. And that is something that's new. You know, having such a, a strong female character be in the front lines and everything like that. So it's something different. And that's what we need from a World War II game. Um, do I have faith in them to deliver a good game? Um, I, I, like, DICE are good. Like, I, if, if EA lets DICE do them 
and doesn't you know step in the, the way too much i feel like they can put out a really good game uh you know I, I can't really say too much until i see the multiplayer and see you know what the approach is there but in terms of no um you know no dlc and stuff like that no premium that's great too because i remember um when i bought battlefield 4 uh, i bought i spent like 90 pounds or 95 pounds or something buying the game plus the premium pass and that's about a uh, hundred and seventeen dollars or something like that, you know, just to put it in perspective. So that's very expensive, you know, to to get a, a game. Um, so I'm glad to hear that there's no premium this time around. Um, uh, but I do want to say one thing though. I I love Trevor Noah. He's he's definitely a funny guy. But that reveal was boring. Like it was terrible. Like it was it was very bad. The call of, it made the Call of Duty one look. Look, look incredible you know and the call of duty one i thought that was meh at first but this reveal made the call of duty one seem like some e3 stuff like it, it was yeah this one was really bad it was very cringy <laughs> yeah oh well i i mean yeah i mean I, I agree with a lot of what has already been said about this um obviously you know we'll, we'll get to have we'll get to see more of this game uh, we are going to be going to EA Play, um, you know, in about a week, about two weeks. So we'll get a chance to see this game and get a feel for what it has to offer. Maybe we will get a chance to play some some of it as well. But um, overall, uh, I don't really know what else to say about it. Uh, I'm glad, you know, I don't have an issue with the way them having the female protagonists. I do have an issue with people complaining about this stuff because. I mean, people of all the stuff that, again, the fact that you don't have to pay for a season pass, uh, that means something. Uh, the fact that, uh, again, and this is another Battlefield game, you get in the campaign, unlike with Call of Duty, where it's all about multiplayer, which is fine for those that love multiplayer. But I had said before that I, I enjoyed some of the campaigns they had for Call of Duty games as of late. So not knowing there wasn't no campaign is a little like, uh, well, I don't really know how I feel about that yet. Now, once I get a chance to play the game at E3, maybe I will have some different thoughts. But um, I will say, at least say for right now, Battlefield Five, um, I didn't really see the point of complaining about the female thing because you're finding other stuff to nitpick and complain about. Now, I do agree that uh, Bad Company, I don't know what the hell EA is doing with that franchise, uh, I would assume that maybe they will consider it down the road. There are other things they're going to reveal at this EA Play event, so I would not be, su be, be surprised if they announce they're working on that. And it could be something where it's uh, very, very early development, so they will, won't even show you a logo. They'll just say we're working on it. I mean, that's possible, I guess. We'll see. But um, I would like to hope and think that they're eventually going to come back to that because... They went back to Mirror's Edge, which is, again, another franchise that people wanted them to revisit. So I would think Bad, Bad Company is something they are going to revisit because you can't just keep releasing Battlefield every every other year. You got to have I thought their initial plan was to have another series to have in the off years. And you can make the case that Titanfall was meant to be that serious. So but I think, yeah, Bad Company still needs to come back at some point in time. But We'll see if they decide to go that route. It's totally up to them because they also have the Star Wars license still, and they're going to be making those games as well. So we'll see. But uh, any other thoughts 
on Battlefield Five uh, before we move on to the next yeah. topic? Oh, go ahead, Dana. You go first. Oh, well, am I the only one who thought that they should have just revealed this at E3 because it wasn't worth the stream? Yeah. They also that, and yeah, I didn't get that. They should have just did that. Wait, hold on, Gary. You're saying that she is the only one that that that, she, that feels that way. That's what you just confirmed. No, I I agree with her. <laughs> they should have just waited till E3 because like we're only a few weeks away now, and they they didn't show that much to be honest. Like, well, okay, we we get to see the visuals of the game, which look great, but we expect that. And besides that, you know, they didn't show much. I was I was waiting for news of the battle royale or something like that, and we didn't get any of that. So. Well, I, I think I know why they didn't wait, and that is because the previous week we had the reveal for Call of Duty. So they said we, they probably they were ready to have this reveal at any time, but they said let's see what they do with Call of Duty first. They saw oh that's what they're doing. All right, so we're gonna get deliver our conference a week later. That's why they said they didn't want to wait to E3, and I, I do think it should they should have waited. But the fact that they didn't wait, to me, I think that's a clear indication that there's other stuff that they're probably going to talk about at their conference because there's no way you're going to just announce a game knowing that you could have waited a couple weeks. This is the same thing with Bethesda revealing Rage 2 before the actual show. So they got something else they obviously want to talk about at their conference. I I would assume EA is the same thing, but uh, we'll have to wait and see on that because... I don't know what is going on with that uh, Star Wars game that Amy Henning was working on. The fact that they're restructuring and doing other stuff with that particular title. Um, the other games they could be working on that they haven't revealed yet. But uh, Anthem. I oh, yeah, Anthem. Oh, yeah, that game. I forgot about that game. Um, <laughs> so um, we'll see what happens. But I, I, I think uh, there's a reason why they uh, decided that... Uh, they wanted to just get it out and i think it call of duty played a little bit of a role in that they said oh well they already know what their competitor is doing we're not going to wait till e3 because the thing about this if you reveal it at e3 you still have all these other conferences going on days after so you run the risk of this being forgotten about because ea play takes place on i believe it's on saturday the day after that is microsoft in bethesda so it's less likely people will still be talking about this as the week goes on, unless, of course, you reveal something massive. And they could still have a big reveal at E3. Um, it may be a situation where it will be playable. I remember one of the EAs that we went to, I, be- I, don't, I don't know if it was Hardline. It was one of the Battlefield games. I don't remember which game it was, but the whole thing was that we were able to play it right immediately after the show was over. Um, so I'm guessing that this will have the same thing with Battlefield, but I, yeah, I, I think, uh, they, they saw what they were doing with Call of Duty. They said, you know what? We're going to reveal this now. We're not going to wait till E3. So I, I don't know though, outside of that, but, uh, we'll see. Yeah. So (laughs) any other thoughts on, uh, Battlefield 5? No, I just really want to see the multiplayer. And yeah, I see what you're saying. They probably do have a lot of stuff to show. And I guess it kind of makes sense if, you know, in in terms of they probably just want to they just want to focus on the multiplayer aspect because there's probably a ton of stuff to unpack with just the multiplayer. Um, So they wanted to get, you know, the initial reveal out the way first. But still, we didn't actually get that much, you know. Uh, they could have really just released the trailer instead of having the event. And you know, I agree. 
than just you know had e3 hmm. no I, I i agree 100 with that um i guess we'll find out i mean they, they'll probably have like if i had to make a guess we'll probably get a playthrough demo at the press conference of like maybe the single player or something to that effect um they'll talk more about the campaign you know the different stories different characters that type of stuff maybe but um yeah they, they definitely could have waited but uh I, I think they they because the thing about it again both this and call of duty they're out the same month they're out a, a week apart from each other so i i definitely think they are watching closely what their competitor is doing even more so now because in the past it was a situation where Battlefield would come out and then weeks later into November, that is when Call of Duty would come out. But now that Call of Duty is coming out before Battlefield, I think EA feel like, well, we really need to really be pushing this hard uh, and we want to get it out and out, get the news out there right away, you know, to try and, you know, get some of that money because everybody's going to be picking up one of these games, uh, one or the other. Well, not everybody, uh, but uh, I don't know. But uh, I think we'll get a lot more answers and a lot more footage definitely in the next couple of weeks if I had to make any guesses. Yeah. So. And just uh, quickly before we move on as well, I think at E3, either Activision or EA needs to have, you know, um, oh, EA aren't in the convention center, are they? Oh, no, they're going to be in Hollywood at their oh. own venue. Well, they can do this at their venue, but what they, what one of these companies should do at least is, um, they should have like a, a battle royale set up, like so, like you know, you can go and play, and it's literally like you know, you you get a hundred people in a room, and then you see who's the last man standing, kind of thing. I think that would be a really cool way to, you know, demo uh, their new modes and stuff like that. The battle I, royale mode. I, I I can almost guarantee that you will definitely definitely see that at the EA Play event because uh, they'll have a lot more space to work with. Uh, the booth that they have for Activision, I don't really know if they're going to. I, I don't know how big the booth is right now. I know we saw the map. That's not really you know doesn't really give you a really good idea of how big it's going to actually be when you see it in person. So I don't know if they're going to fit all that on there because they do have a couple other titles that they're going to be promoting uh but then some of these other games won't be there like you know of course you know all these other titles the spiral game that is a game that they'll obviously maybe have some gameplay trailers for around e3 stuff like that i don't expect to see that stuff on the floor but call of duty yeah definitely they'll have some type of booth for that but yeah you make a very good point because uh call of duty i don't really think that they've really said anything about the blackout mode they haven't really shown anything in regards to that yet uh, so they, I would, I would, I would anticipate, I would expect them to, to reveal all of that at E3 to get even more buzz behind it. Um, but yeah, you, you, you have a very good point there. I think one of these shows, if not both of them would definitely have that type of setup. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> all right. So any final thoughts before we move on to, uh, our main topic. Bring back bad company. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I agree. So we need to start that petition right after today's show, Dana. Yeah, mandatorily. <laughs> okay, so the other major news story from this week, and this is actually the main topic of the show today, is that, you know, we have heard statements that uh, Sony 
uh, announced recently that the PS4 is nearing the it, its uh, end of life. So basically, it's entering into the final phase uh, as a console. Uh, and I, one thing I did notice is that after they announced that, you know, a lot of people was like worried, like, oh, well, what does this mean? PlayStation 5 will be out next year. And then Sony clarified and then released another statement saying that they do not believe that'll be out until maybe 2021. So still a couple of years away. And then they also, just to alleviate some people's fears and concern, they said there are a lot of titles still coming to PlayStation 4. So, um, I guess, uh, Gary, I'm going to pass the mic over to you because I believe there were some questions you had to ask in regards to this and whether or not we should be worried about the PlayStation 4 being gone soon. So how about you take over this segment, Gary? Yeah, so um, there's, you know, there's a lot to discuss with those statements. You know, the fact that uh, the next PS uh, PlayStation is is coming within like three years, apparently. Um, And, you know, um, I mean, before I get to the main question, I just want to say, like, I feel like this generation had a very slow start. Um, there was a, a long period where, especially on PlayStation, it felt like there was n- no games and nothing significant to play. There was a few big, major third-party games sprinkled out throughout those first two to three years. But uh, besides that, you know, it felt like it was a very slow build into this generation. And I, th- I like before this statement i hadn't even felt like we'd reached a peak yet where you know we'd seen the best that this generation has to offer like uh last generation um i feel like the last generation with the ps3 and xbox 360 we were we were spoiled like there was so many great games at the beginning of the the generation and then you know the mid by the mid generation there was just like so much you know there was so many good classic quality games out and uh, this generation just hasn't felt like that. Um, it's only just started to get good, in my opinion, um, pr- since last year, I think. Like, last year was really the first year that this generation was really shining, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I I don't feel like we've gotten enough of these systems yet. You know, we have... I don't, I don't think we've seen a peak in either of them. You know, either the PS4 or the Xbox One. And I feel like they can still do more to push both of these systems to their limits. So for them to come out with a statement like this, I think it's like way too soon to to start that conversation, Um, especially when they just put out like there's people out there who have just bought PlayStation 4 Pros and Xbox Scorpios, um, you know, Xbox One X. So to to say that you know they're thinking of moving on so soon after that you know that's a little bit of an insult too i think like you know um because they haven't even really like since the ps4 pro's been out there hasn't even been a major you know uh technical technological advancement you know we haven't seen some type of incredible experience that you can really only experience if you have the ps4 pro um of course god of war looks great but you know, it, I feel like they can do much better, you know, than what they've done so far. Now, we know that we still have a lot to come. You know, there's still Kingdom Hearts. There's still Final Fantasy. There's still The Last of Us. You know, um, all these games are still to come. So there are still experiences out there. But um, do like the, the main question was, 
are we ready to say goodbye to the PS4? You know, so like say after those three games I mentioned come out and a few of the other ones that we're still waiting for, you know, are we actually ready to say goodbye to the PS4 yet? Or is it too soon to be having this talk about PlayStation 5? So I guess that's the, the main question. Well, I, I well I I do have some thoughts to say, but I'm gonna go to Dana first because uh, I'm curious what she has to say on this matter. So, Dana, the floor is yours. Yay! I, I hold the floor. <laughs> um, no, for me, here's the thing. Now, I recall, I believe it was in November 2013, was when PS4 came out, right? I'm one of those old school people who kind of believe that there shouldn't be a new console until the next 10 years, just so you can get the full life out of that console. And especially since, as Gary was saying, there hasn't been any huge, you know, technological advances when it comes to, you know, making like it more immersive. So for me, I would be fine with it, you know, new console in 2023. I think that it's pushing it a little bit. And I think that it really hurts them by announcing that before E3. So then, like, here's all these new games that you're going to have, but in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, but PlayStation 5 is coming out in the next, what, two years or so. Um, So for me, I wouldn't have announced anything or even made any type of statement at all in regards to the PlayStation 5. Um, I do think that we are having tons of games coming out. And as Gary was saying, it wasn't until really recent where PlayStation 4 got its footing and got, you know, was secure enough and started making a lot of profit. So... I just feel that they shouldn't have said anything. I do know there are a lot of games that are coming out that a lot of people are expecting. But still, again, now because they said that in the back of my mind, I'm wondering, you know, how long will it last? Because we have PlayStation 5 coming out. So I, I just didn't I didn't like it at all. I didn't like the announcement. That's just me. No, I, I mean, I, I pretty much agree with what you both had to say. Um it was concerning, although I will say I did think it was a little suspect when they announced uh, the games that were going to be the focal point of their E3 conference. And they made a point to say that there will not be any hardware talked about at the show. That was when I said, oh, so the rumors I hear about PlayStation 5 are true, but I'm only curious now as to when this is coming out. You know, I know we had Tony made a prediction uh, 2019. And now, you know, 2021 is more like what that is actually looking like, which is totally fine. But to answer Gary's question specifically, I also agree. No, I am not ready to say goodbye to my PlayStation 4 either. Uh, Because, yeah, they just started making a lot of quality titles. Now, I will give them props. You know, we had got Infamous Second Son. I know, Gary, you're a huge Infamous fan. That was an okay game. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn last year, that is a game that has been critically praised as one of the, you know, that was probably their best game last year. And now you have God of War. We still have Death Stranding coming. We have The Last of Us Part 2, Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Several, several things coming. So, yeah, I mean, PlayStation 4 still has a lot of life to go. Uh, I definitely wouldn't have announced anything remotely even to talk about PlayStation 5, but, you know, I guess they figure they want to give people a heads up because they've also seen the rumors of the system being in development. Um, So they want to try to get out ahead of that before it really starts to heat up. 
and say, yeah, it's coming, but it's not coming for a little while. But still, not. I don't really think it's an announcement you should have made at this point in time. But it is what it is. Um, but no, I'm not getting rid of PlayStation 4 anytime soon. Uh, I did not pick up a PlayStation 4 Pro. I have no plans to do so. I'm still using my original PlayStation 4 that I picked up back in 2013. And I haven't had any issues with it, so I'm good up until whenever the next system comes out. I will say this, though. When PlayStation 5 does eventually come out, uh, will it be a massive technological advancement? I have no idea, but I do know one thing. It damn sure better have backwards compatibility. And I'm not talking about PlayStation now. I'm talking about if I want to play a PlayStation 4 game on my PlayStation 5, I should be able to put that disc into the system and play right away. No, no, None of this uh, PlayStation Now stuff. So that's one thing I do hope that Sony actually does do. But uh, that's my initial thoughts on the situation. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up too was, well, okay, so what are you doing with VR? Because, you know, you, you did put out a headset. You, you put out peripheral around, you know, a year and a half ago or so. What have you done since then? And, you know, what can we expect now? Because a lot of people bought that thinking, you know, VR was going to be the new wave and that Sony was going to lead the charge. And now they're talking about skipping to the next generation. Like, you're letting a lot of those people down who believed in the vision, you know, of PS4 and and PSVR. Um, So now to, to talk about, you know, ending this generation so early, it's like, you know, why, why should we have any faith in any, you know, peripheral or, you know, um, any like kind of side thing that they do from now on? Because, yeah, your console's great. You're putting out, you know, great exclusives for it. But, you know, all the, this other stuff, it, it, it happened last generation too with the PlayStation Move and the Vita, you know, all these other side peripherals and hardware that you put out, you don't support it. So, you're not giving us good confidence in in all this stuff um but i do also have a theory because this has been a rumor too so you know um there's this theory has been out there um they probably might actually build vr into the the next console so maybe that's why they want to rush too because they want it maybe the the sales of the psvr wasn't what they wanted so they're like they're basically what Microsoft did, you know, like they brought out the Connect. Um, the Connect actually did well on 360, I think, but they then tried to build it into the experience for Xbox One, you know. Um, so I think maybe Sony might actually try to do that with PSVR. Like maybe um, the the next the PlayStation Five will actually have VR built into it, and that will be their way of kind of you know forcing the VR experience on people. All right. I, I, okay. I, I do have a, two quick things I want to say about this. Uh, first and foremost, that was a very good question you asked about PlayStation VR. Uh, I, 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 I definitely think they really haven't really begun to scratch the surface of PlayStation VR yet. I will say this. Last December, we went to PSX and they had a whole bunch of PlayStation VR games there. A lot of those games that are coming out are like really, really great games. We have uh, Blood and Truth, which is like an action game, spy game. That, that 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 was an awesome game. One of the better games I've played. Then they have Firewall, 
which is like a Rainbow Six Siege, but all PlayStation VR type stuff. So they have some great games coming uh, still to PlayStation VR. But yeah, they've only really just begun to make games for that particular device. So I have to agree again. Maybe they shouldn't have made that announcement about, you know, PlayStation 5. I know it's three years away, and that sounds like it's still a long ways away, but time passes by relatively fast. So I'm not really sure if I would have made that particular announcement. But with that said, they do have a lot of games coming. They are working on a lot of games. So I'm curious to see where they actually take PlayStation VR before, you know, beyond this generation. That'll be curious to see. But my other question, my well, my other comment was when you said that you think they're going to build it into PlayStation 5, I think if they was to build that into PlayStation 5, that might actually be an issue because then this is a system that will no longer cost $400. This system will be very expensive. And the thing I do know is that I don't think that when they launched PlayStation 5, they wanted to be a ridiculously expensive console. I think they want to try to at least get it around 400, 500 uh, in terms of what you're actually paying for the system. If they add that VR to that system, there's no way in hell that that price is going to be $400. It, it would have to be over that unless they decide they want to take a loss, which I don't think that they want to take a loss. Um, now, I did see that uh, Miguel made a comment, hopefully, that they make PlayStation, PlayStation VR. You can also use it on your PlayStation 5. I think that is a better scenario if that is something that they do, where they maybe release a patch update that now allows you to use that, that device on your new console. That would be fantastic if they did that. But to have it built into the system, that would be very, very expensive. So I don't know if they'll do that, but... You know, then again, we'll just have to wait and see because it's still three years away from that happening. But that's just my thoughts. Uh, I'm very curious to hear what Dana thinks about these 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 topics. So go ahead, Dana. Um, the, the whole thing with VR, yeah, that's great. If you like VR games, um, that's wonderful. But why do I have to wait to the PS5 for that? I mean, they already had VR games that came out with the PS4. And even to include that with the PS5, it's not enough for me to shell out another $500 for a console. There's nothing that they can do right now at the moment that's going to make me shell out that much money. So that's just my whole thing. I I don't understand why they think that people are going to do that. It's too soon. That's my whole issue. And yeah, you have the three year wait, but that goes by in a blink of an eye. So... Again, no, it's not worth it for me. Unless some random technological miracle happens where you can actually transport me into a game, then I, I feel nothing for this. Well, so you can be in WWE No Mercy? <laughs> <laughs> I can finally get my remastered No Mercy and be in it. I'll be happy. If you announce No Mercy remastered for the PS5, then I'll be interested. I will praise this to the high heavens. I will be first online day one in tears. But until then, I feel nothing. They're just trying to grab more money for something that we don't even need. Yeah, um, I, I see what you guys are saying. Um, and well, I'll go ahead. Well, no, I, I, I just, I just, I just was going to ask a question. I'll, I'll ask that later because that's that's probably getting into a little bit of more territory. But go, go ahead, say say what you're going to say, and then I'll, I'll ask my question. 
Yeah, um, just two quick things. Um, I'm thinking possibly, you know, maybe by then VR technology will be cheaper, perhaps. But also maybe it maybe it won't be PSVR that they like. Maybe they won't build it into the console. Maybe they'll just allow you to use any VR device with it. You know, maybe that's what they'll do. So you can use Oculus or um, that's you know, one that's of the other life. or the PSVR. You know, any VR that you have, you can use it with the system. Perhaps that would be a good way to go about it. But um, that is a very good way to go about it. I think very, very good, very good thought there. It's possible. Five hundred dollars. Well, so, I guess. She said. She said even for five hundred dollars, is that worth it? Yeah, I mean, if they give, if they just give you the capability, you know, shouts to um, Wesley because he kind of alluded to this. But um, if they just give you the capability to use any device, then they don't have to. They don't have to up the price. You know, it could be four hundred dollars if they want. You know, because they they're not actually building um, the hardware into the system. They're just giving you the capabilities to plug in any device so whether it's the the hive or the oculus or the psvr yeah. uh, uh, so like some psr vr fanatic then good for you but i don't see it yeah, I, I do have another question, but Rich had one first, so... Yeah, well, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be brief in my question. Uh, well, it's a little off-topic because it, it takes things ahead, so maybe you should go first. You go first with your question. Okay, yeah, so my question was going to be... Okay, so, so which game is going to be the last Guardian of this generation? Because I have a feeling one of these games that we're anticipating is going to get pushed all the way back to PS5. So which game is it going to be? Like, is is it going to be Final Fantasy? Is it going to be uh, uh, the the Kojima game? You know, what was it going to be? I think one of these games is getting pushed back. Kingdom okay. Hearts. Oh, go, well, go ahead, Danny. You said Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> All right. Um, I think Dana's going to say a little bit more, but but before she does, I I'll, I'll just say this. Uh, the game that is probably going to get pushed back. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't have, I have no idea, honestly. Uh, the fact that Death Stranding is one of the games they're talking about at E3, there's no way in hell that you can. I mean, I, I, I would, I would laugh if this game doesn't come out this generation now because we had jokes before. Oh yeah, this is the PlayStation Five game. But the fact that you've said that this is one of the four games that is going to be at the show that you're going to be talking about, that that has to tell me it has to be coming out at the tail end of this system. If it's not coming out next year, maybe 2020, but I I think at the absolute latest, it has to be one of the last games released for the system uh, at the latest. But I don't think that's the game that's going to get uh, pushed to PlayStation 5. Um I really, I really don't know if I can even answer that question. And it's funny you asked this question because my question was going to be, what game do you think is going to be a game that Sony launches with the PlayStation 5? Because we already know that Uncharted, I don't know if they're done with that series. They can go back to that series if they want to go back to it. But I'm curious, what is the game that they can release with that system to say for make people be like, oh, I need to get a PlayStation 5 for this game? Because I have no idea what that what that game is right now, and that's what I was going to ask you guys. Oh, that's 
uh, there's a lot they could do there. Um, like, you know, uh, yeah, they they could do another Horizon. They could do God of War because I'm sure there's. Oh yeah, God of War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want to do Uncharted, they could either do Chloe or they could go with um, you know, uh, uh, Drake's Child. You know, I believe it was his daughter. Was it his daughter or was it a son? I can't remember. But they could go with um, you know, his offspring. Um, and there's there's a lot they could do. I think uh, in terms of launch exclusives and stuff like that. But um, as for the game, I think will be delayed. Uh, I think it. I think it's going to be Final Fantasy VII remake. Unfortunately. <laughs> so. oh, oh wait! Oh wait a second, uh, Gary. I got an- another one for you. Uh, Shinbu Three. You know when they delayed oh, it yeah. la- last. The last show we said they delayed it till 2019. They could just easily keep delaying this game and release it at when PlayStation Five comes out. No, you, you know what they'll do? They'll, they're, they're going to release Shenmue. Three on it's only going to be on the PS4, but it's going to be like a month before the P- PS5 comes out, just so it slips under the radar and everyone forgets about <laughs> it. That's what they're going to do with that. We'll get the P- the Shimu 2.5. <laughs> we'll yeah, you stole my thing. I was going to say that because remember they announced that. And you're like, no, you know they release games that they announced, so no, it's Shimu three and the and Shimu 2.5. Just to tie people over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, you... Well, go ahead. What do you say? No, that that that's that's my game. That's that's coming out for the PS5. So, I really so, can't so, even tell. Unless so, it's Uncharted. So so you say so so you said Sh- Shinmu and uh Kingdom Hearts 3. Those are the games. Shinmu 2.5. <laughs> Shinmu 3. And if we're lucky, maybe another Uncharted. Okay. Because remember, the movie's coming out, so we'll get a game to coincide with the movie. I I really hope that that movie is not trash, but uh, to be determined. <laughs> we'll hope I'm a millionaire, but we still see how that's going. So I don't have high hopes for anything. It might be. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I I mean, I I definitely think those are good picks. The uh, Uncharted, I. A part of me thinks that Horizon, yeah, that's a new IP that they started this generation. So I could see them have a sequel that they hold that for PlayStation Five. But I don't really. I mean, that that that's, that that game was in development for a long time, and I don't know how much uh, longer they need to be to make another sequel because uh, they may still have a lot of assets that they can use, a lot of other things that they can just go back to. So I mean, I, I don't know, but uh, whatever the game is. Uh, I believe you are right, Gary. There is going to be a game that is going to get pushed to PlayStation 5. I just don't know what game that is right now. And Final Fantasy 7, that is a good uh, argument because they did. I thought I thought that was supposed to be an episodic game. You know, I know last week, the last time we had Mr. Lugo on the show, he said they had debunked that and now they're just going to make a straight up full game. But how long is that going to take? Because that if they had just now decided this, that is had got to be at least two to three years away from actually coming out yeah because like there was all sorts of development issues as well because they had third-party developers um you know making the game for them and then i guess there was a situation where they pulled the game you know in-house at square enix and they found that you know it wasn't that what what the other company made wasn't really functional they couldn't really work with it so i think they're, they're gonna have to 
really uh, rework the entire game as it is now. So that's going to take some time. So it's definitely a few years away. Oh, that's not good to hear. But uh, hey, it is what it is. We'll have to see how that turns out. But uh, man. But yeah, as for PlayStation 5, we got three more years. I, you know, I, I'm going to just focus on enjoying the system now, actually completing the games that I have to finish because I have to finish God of War. I have to go back and play uh, quite a bit of other games. So I am not even thinking about PlayStation 5 at this moment in time, but good to know it'll be around in, in about three years. That gives me enough time to finish all the games I need to finish this generation. So I, I'm fine with that. So. But uh, any final thoughts before we uh, get ready to wrap up the show? F. Mills says uh, NAC 3 is going to be a launch title. <laughs> You know, funny thing is, I think that's a good point. You know, the second game, I, I I reviewed the second game. I didn't think the second game was was horrible. I mean, it's a lot of repetition. I mean, it, it is more of this, the first game, but I don't think it was too bad. I mean, it's it's a, it's an okay average game. You know, for, for kids, yeah, kids will love it. That's fine. Um, so I could see that coming out as like a you know. I wouldn't call it a AAA title to launch the system on. That's going to be one of the little uh, smaller titles. But there has to be one major game that they launch with that system. And it's like, okay, yeah, what game is that going to be? That's what I have no idea of at the moment in time. But Call of Duty yeah. 6. Oh, I hope not. Call of Duty 6? No, I hope not. Well, but More... Black, uh, Black Ops 6? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Black Ops needs to be over after Black Ops 4, but... uh We'll see. Black Ops needs to be over after Black Ops 2. Once they face, <laughs> you just knew that things was just going awful. All of that is just a marketing ploy because they know that um, people have strong memories with Modern Warfare and Black Ops, so that's why they keep yep. bringing those back. That's exactly what it is. Um, they got they'll, they'll probably start a new one at some point in time, but that's exactly what it is. So we'll see. But uh, yeah. A- a- any final thoughts before we uh wrap wrap up today's show regarding this topic? Oh, that's it for me. Okay, so yeah, so that that concludes our our show for today. Um, we thank you all for listening, and, and as I mentioned, you know, we definitely will have a lot more to talk about next week. You know, I would encourage everybody to come back here early next week because, at, at our regular time, because we are going to be talking about the uh, pre E three predictions, so on and so forth. Uh, you will not want to miss that because we're gonna. I think we're gonna go through the list. We're gonna talk about EA. We're gonna talk about Bethesda, Xbox, PlayStation. So you do not miss that show for sure. It's going to be a very fun time. We'll probably have Mr. Max Muller back as well as Mr. Lugo. We may have another guest. Who knows? But definitely come back for that next week. Uh, so uh, for right now, we do thank you all for listening. If you're listening uh, on the download later or you watch live, we appreciate your continued support. Uh, Dana, do you have any shout outs that you want to give? Shout outs to everyone who's listening in the chat. Um, thank you for supporting us. Also, shout outs to xbox uh microsoft did a uh an up an update system to xbox 360 which i still have and i still love 
So that was really shocking. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's like some big thing that's going to happen for 360. I don't know. But shout outs to them for still caring about us. Yeah, I agree. That 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 dude that was shocking. That actually happened today. Uh, so that's um maybe for me, it, a little, it happened a couple of days ago. Oh really? Oh, I went, okay. I went to turn mine on. It was like system update, and I was like, "What the heck is a system update for this? Are you like canceling it completely?" <laughs> and it just you know it said it will not progress unless you update it. So I was like, "Okay," and I was really happy and really excited. I didn't notice any changes. They said it was to fix bugs and like little minor program issues, but I was still happy either way. I think it means something. Maybe uh, they maybe they finally fixed Red Rings of Death. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, That's terrible, Gary. And you will get some people complaining about that uh, that, that that joke, uh, at, you know, in the comment section. I'm sure. Um, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably get some answers to that maybe around E3. I mean, I'm just very curious to see what Microsoft does at E3 because they there's no doubt about it. They have been holding stuff for that particular conference. I fully believe that, so I'm curious to see what exactly they're going to show. But we'll see. Uh, as for shout-outs for me, shout-out to everybody in the chat. We saw uh, F. Mills today. We had Wesley in there. Of course, Miguel. Uh, Victor in there as well. Nicholas. Uh, shout out to all you guys that uh, actually spent time watching the show today. We appreciate the support. And as I said, definitely come back next week because it's going to be a very fun time talking about our post E3 predictions. So don't miss that. Uh, and Gary, the floor is now yours for uh, shout outs. Yeah, so um, big shouts to all of our Patreon people before I list them. I just want to say we uh, we recorded like a pilot episode of our uh, you know a new show that, that we're experimenting with called um, TK After Hours, and that's basically just like a lifestyle discussion show where we just you know it's it's uh, raw and unhinged you know uncut, and we just talk about you know anything from uh, you know it could be music, could be games, could be movies, you know just like literally anything. It's like barbershop talk basically. So um, we have like the first edition of that on the Patreon right now. So go check it out if you are a supporter. Uh, we also have a snippet on the YouTube page so you can know what to expect. Uh, that that particular snippet has a little debate about uh, Xbox, uh, idea Xbox. So definitely go check that out if you haven't already. But um, yeah, uh, so shouts to all of those people who do support us. M. Collins, Sean Gorty, Stephen Ferron, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, and Antonio Rogers. Big shouts to all you guys. Uh, we appreciate all of the support. And shouts to everyone who uh, joined us in the, the chat today and who interacted with us throughout the show and on the various topics. Um, I see F. Mills in there. Hopefully we'll get him on some of the E3 shows. Um, shouts to Miguel, I know he was in there Shouts to Wesley, haven't seen him in a while And big shouts to Victor as well And uh, that's pretty much it for me Sounds good So uh, thank you all for your continued support And we will talk to you all next week